Let's go check in with Graham Couch, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, also co-host Couch in the Rube podcast. You can listen to weekly wherever you download podcasts. Get his thoughts on Michigan State hoops, uh, the Big Ten, how many teams from the conference will get into the tournament. How you doing, Graham? I'm good. How are you, Bill? Good. Uh, I'm trying to figure out uh, this Izzo team has probably been the most up-and-down squad I've ever seen from an Izzo coach basketball unit. Yeah, and part of that's because they have the talent to be up and down and the flaws to be down and up, if that makes sense. you know, I mean, it takes a certain squad to do it. And, you know, I mean, they've had teams that were more like bubble-type teams that barely made the tournament than this. This team is not a bubble team, even if you – if you read that, just kind of ignore it. But it's also a, a team that has not played to not just preseason expectations, but always its capabilities. And and some of that has to do, I think, with just you know th- their flaw at center is 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 real and is a matchup problem certain nights. And they've got guys who, with the right matchups. Um, can do a lot like a Malik Hall, but with the wrong matchup or on the wrong night, isn't as consistent. And then you got AJ Hogard, who's, um, you know, I, I have a fair bit of faith in strangely in big games against tough opponents. Cause he's got sort of irrational confidence. Like if you put prime LeBron James against AJ Hogard, he would pick himself, um, which is good and bad. And uh, so, yeah, they're a weird team. Uh, you know, I think they've still got a decent ceiling, uh, but you can you we've seen the we've seen the floor too. Yeah, and I think uh, the top side here, where I I believe they're almost unbeatable, and they only won against Illinois by eight. But when you get Hall, Hoggard, and Walker all uh, throwing in sixty plus points, I with Izzo's coaching with their depth, and again part of the problem is those the young side of that team, not a lot of offensive production. But when those big three are sixty plus, I find it hard that anybody in the country could beat Michigan State. Well, I mean, they're almost a tough team to seed because like, I'm watching Kansas last night get blown out by uh, Texas Tech, right? And and when you and you see a team that's potentially a one or two seed that could face Michigan State in the second round. I've seen enough of Kansas. Michigan State would beat Kansas five out of ten times, and that's potentially a second round one or two seed, seven, eight type matchup. And so there's a lot of that in college basketball, but also Michigan State is almost – unfair is a, is a certain seed to a really high seed uh, because they are so capable. And I think they will show up in those nights and they do have veterans and they do have the backcourt that they have. Uh, and when Aikens is shooting well as, is, is, is well, it's, 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 um, it is a team that, that, that I think, you know, barring certain matchups, the thing is they're not matchup proof. The great teams he's had are matchup proof, you know, and this is not one of those teams. So, it will be dependent on who they play, uh, not just how they're playing uh, when they get in those big games. Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal, Couch in the Rube podcast, co-host joining us on the Roast Homer Coffee guest line. You know, I'm looking at Purdue, and they look like a team that could, and they have their moments like all college teams do. Purdue should be a one seed, looks like a team that could be there on Final Four weekend and maybe even win it. And then I go through the rest of the Big Ten And I said this on Friday on the show that there's a side of me that says when they're veterans, which they did show up against Illinois, Hoggard, Hall, and Walker are playing well, they might be the second best team in the conference 
right there with the Northwestern. Wisconsin had a bad week. Because after Purdue, you can go down the list and get to Penn State, who's up next for Michigan State at 6-7. and seven. Even Rutgers, who drilled Wisconsin and Maryland. Uh, and you're like trying to figure out, okay, tell me the next three best teams after Purdue in the Big Ten, when it's all said and done, when the conference, it, when the regular season is done. Yeah, well, I think Illinois is the team that's most built to make a run. Um, if they, you know... Especially now with Terrence Shannon back, they're just so athletic and big and long and versatile. And uh, they're not the greatest shooting team. They they lack a true point guard. Like if they had AJ Hogart, I think they'd be my pick to win a national title. Um, which I know for a lot of people watching a lot of AJ Hogart can be a strange thing to say, but like that's what they're 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 missing. Uh, be, Wisconsin, I need to figure out what's going wrong there. I've seen the best of Wisconsin, and that's a really high ceiling. They've got a pro on the wing. They've got a lot of veterans. They've got big guys they can play through. They've got shooters. Like They've got a system they trust in. And, and I don't understand really why it's gone wrong. It's just sort of one of those midseason two, three-game streaks that a lot of teams go through. But it's up to four games right now. So at a certain point, you go, what, what's happening there? I, I do think, um, you know, I do think Michigan State is potentially – in that conversation, um, I, I just think there are, you're not going to find a better backcourt. And you certainly, what happened to MSU is the way they started, the way they were shooting at the beginning, and some of the losses they had, they lost their ability to sort of control the narrative about their own season. They really haven't played that poorly. You go to the Baylor game on, they've had a couple slip ups, but it's the early part of their season that whenever they slip up since, brings out a little level of angst. You look at the home road splits throughout the Big Ten, they're extreme. And, you know, that, like the Minnesota game was probably always just as likely to be a loss as the Illinois game was to be a win. It just, because of the brand, because of who Illinois is, it doesn't feel that way. But home game versus road game is that severe. But I think Michigan State's probably, you know, I would take Wisconsin. I've seen them play Michigan State twice. I'd still take them up there if they can fix whatever's gone wrong. I think Illinois is a better team than Michigan State uh, overall, and and but I would put MSU uh, maybe right there, you know, at, at, at four. Yeah, Northwestern Nebraska also have been two of the bigger yep. stories in Big Ten uh, basketball this year. I mean, Nebraska was leading Michigan forty three thirteen in that game after Michigan had uh, won their biggest game of the year against then number eleven. Uh, Wisconsin. It, I'll be curious where state ends up, and they still have a lot to play for, and naturally not in the conference championship hunt, maybe the conference tourney. But you know, the more wins, the better seed. They could probably play their way to a seven, and maybe low end might be a ten, uh, eight, nine, possibly. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I mean, I think you know it'll it'll be interesting to see what they are. I've I've often thought like the me- their metrics are pretty good, and if they can get some wins here not counting at Purdue. I mean, if they beat Purdue, that changes some things on the road. Nobody's expecting that. But I think if if they win all their other games and they don't have an off-script loss the rest of the way, which they very well might, but if they don't and um, you know they're relatively competitive at Purdue, they get to like the Big Ten semifinals, I could see them being a sixth seed just based on how high their net ranking is, which is in the top 25. You know, Ken Palm has them at 15 today. Um, their, their, their metrics are just a lot better than than I think a lot of people realize. And part of that's because, you know, Indiana State, that's a quad one win. Indiana State's like number 20 in the net. You know, I mean, the people forget that. James Madison was not a bad win. Butler has had a really good year. 
So there are some some victories in there, some games that when they won them, either people didn't realize they'd be as good or they didn't seem as good coming into the year that have wound up being uh, games that have, that have sort of held up over time. Yeah, maybe more a six to nine. That might be the, the range, yeah. unless there's just some crazy uh, run here at the end or if they fall off. Uh, just a head-scratching year uh, in the Big Ten. Even Purdue at times, you'll, uh, you're, you watch them play, and you're, if they're not hitting that outside shot and they're collapsing on Edie, they, they look average. I, I, I think Purdue, though, will end up with a one, maybe worst-case scenario, two. But I would say uh, one or a two a lot there than everything else is uh, for grabs. Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast, Lansing State Journal, uh, opinion maker. Uh, who two best teams you've seen in college basketball this year? Not not just Big Ten. I'm talking across the country. Who are they? Yeah, Purdue when they're going is 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 right. one of them. Um, because Braden Smith has just gotten so much better than he was as a freshman. So they've got a legit all conference guard. They've got you know a little more help on the wing, and, and then obviously Zach Eady, uh, who, who who continues to get better. I mean, he's not just big; he is really really good. And I'm kind of pulling for them because I'm sick of the storyline that. <laughs> that keeps hitting them when they get to the postseason of falling short. Uh, UConn is another team I've seen that I, I think has a chance. Uh, Arizona has been a little bit inconsistent, but I think their ceiling is as high as anybody. Um, so I would, you know, those are the teams that, uh, if you want to know where my, my alternative bets are, uh, you know, that, those, those are the ones right there, UConn and, and Arizona. Yeah, I think UConn, UConn, Purdue, Arizona, and that makes the best I've seen, just not in person, I'm talking you know, when I'm scanning through you know, the TV. Uh, Graham, always appreciate your time. It'll be interesting to see Michigan State uh, the rest of the way. And before you know it, uh, it will be March, which is the month when uh, Izzo shines. Before I let you go, what do you think is a realistic good finish for this MSU basketball team? Come March, or I don't think they're going to get into April, which will be the Final Four, but what do you see as a finish where Izzo would say, considering everything – I'm not happy we lost, but this was a good finish. What point? You know, given the expectations and the age of some of the players, and, and it's not that I don't think they'll be good next year, but there's some turnover. Um, I, I think anything short of a Final Four will not feel all that satisfying. It won't, you know. I mean, Sweet 16, they could have a run where they could beat somebody where people feel like, oh, that was good. It keeps the program at that second weekend level. And so maybe there's a little bit there, but... I think they're always going to be weighed down by their preseason expectations and what and what the players had for themselves. And, and so I do think anything short of the Final Four, even as unrealistic as that sometimes looks, won't feel good like it might have a year ago to these guys. Yeah, my realistic side is, and you went through the metrics, I, I think they could be a Sweet 16 team, and some might be surprised, but based on the quality wins they've had this year, when you look at uh, the Baylors, and you mentioned Indiana State, Illinois the other night. And I, I think a Sweet 16 might be where I'll say, considering the start, they won a couple of tournament games. That's not a bad year. Not a great year, but not a bad year. Yeah, and I, I think for, for people who really want the program to sort of return to that level where every other year they were in contention for nationally, um, you know, is that enough? I, I, I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting discussion to have after this year because this is. This is it for, for probably Hogard, for sure for Tyson Walker, for sure for Malik Hall. And so, you know, you get those legacy years and, 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 and how they feel about, you know, falling short again. I, 
those are really interesting conversations that'll be had. The one thing I mentioned last week that I'm shocked about this team, and really lately, that Izzo doesn't have that sharpshooter on the bench when your team's not hitting their shots and somebody you go throw minutes at who may go four for seven from three-point range when you need it. And there are a ton of those type of shooters out there. Uh, I know Lawyer, but he wasn't tall enough to create his own shot. But that 6'3", 6'4", guy that could create space and is just a – he's an assassin from the three-point line. I really think Michigan State needs uh, one, if not two, of those types of players. Yeah, and and obviously Aikens has shown a little more, you know, that, but he's a starter. You know, he's hitting a couple threes a game at least. But the guy they had that that – Went elsewhere, and this is the, the other side of the reality of the transfer portal world. And they were they they helped to move on, but it was Pierre Brooks who's having that year for Butler, and so I mean he, he just needed a fresh start. And if he had worked out at MSU, uh, in a lot of ways he he'd be exactly what they need six six guy hitting you know multiple threes a game off the bench. And they have Garrick Norman, a true freshman, but they're they're pretty hell bent on on keeping his red shirt. Hey, we'll see how it plays out. Always great to talk hoops with Graham Couch. Lansing State Journal, opinion maker. Also look for Couch in the Rube podcast wherever you download podcasts. Graham, appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. All right, Graham Couch checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line.